You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Well, that's a practice run. <laughs> you really? Yeah, I'm sorry. You... I no, I re- like either I didn't start it or I started it and I stopped immediately. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're an idiot. Yep. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. I'm Adam Gobeski. I'm Charlie Wallace. Uh, and you should probably know that we have recorded 45 minutes of podcast that actually didn't get recorded because Charlie can't read. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get... Well, it's not that I couldn't get the software to work, I will be honest. I just did not use it correctly. So, would you like to reopen with your squirrel segment? <laughs> well, I'll, we'll just consider what we did initially a dry run for the actual podcast. It'll be more polished and professional. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So then who's our guest for today? Oh, this is going to be fun because we just have to try to remember exactly what we said. <laughs> this is actually not a bad idea for a podcast. <laughs> is is you screw up and we try to recover. I, I, okay. I believe what I said was that we don't have a guest today because no one was actually interested in being on the podcast. Oh, so then what are, what are we going to do? Well, the first thing I wanted to do was apologize. You know, usually I have sound issues like the the echoing problems, but today there might be some additional sound issues. Despite the setup, I actually uh, sent Adam a text, and maybe I'll post the photo of my new microphone setup. It involves putting my microphone under a laundry basket and putting pillows on every side of it and towels, sort of like a microphone tower. But even so... You may hear some squirrels running around on the roof, and if we're particularly lucky or unlucky, depending on how you look at it, there may be some squirrel loving going on. Squirrel on squirrel action that you may hear. Hey, hey now. This is a PG podcast. That's why I said love. Well, I don't know. What's, how would you present that? I think you understand the gist of what I'm saying, but how, how does one present that? In a in a PG manner. Oh, sorry, PG thirteen. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. So we can use the F word once. <laughs> right. Can we do side boob? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Um, you might you might you might even be able to do like fleeting shot. Oh. All right. That would all have to be in the the blog post, <laughs> I think. So just be careful on what links you click on in the blog post for this one. Oh, and uh, so the interesting part then is that I, I thought initially the squirrels were maybe in, in the attic, but it turns out they were on the roof. And this morning when Car and I woke up, we were trying to figure out where they were, and we realized, oh, there's a tree shaking by our window. So it's just the squirrels running back and forth and jumping on and off onto this tree. But then we, we know about the squirrel loving because... It is actually happening right outside of our window. And it's sort of, you can't look through the window without seeing it. And it was hard to look away sort of deal. How did the cat feel about this? Uh, the cat was very entertained by it. I don't think she realized what was going on. She knew that there were squirrels and there were two of them that were occupied and would have been easy to sneak up on. But yeah, that was a fun way for me to wake up. And you may all get to experience that. First 45 minutes of the podcast didn't happen, but, you know, a good reason to roll through all of this again. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I see. You mean physically on the recording, 
we may hear squirrels going. That's a possibility, yes. I see. Uh, uh, I get a text at this point, I think. Hold on, let me let me play the text music. Oh, I have a text. It's from Brienne. She would like me to know that she is enjoying the hike that she is on, and I would too. So is that some sort of dig at you or us? Like you should be outside hiking instead of doing a podcast? I think it's probably more of a a wish you were here sort oh, of thing. Okay. Do you think it would be a dig at us if she knew we were doing a podcast without her? Uh, a podcast without her? Probably not. A podcast at all? Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, and that reminds me that Doug will actually be excited because he's not in this one. Yeah, he'll get to experience it new. Yeah, it's a nice experience. Un- unlike not... me. <laughs> Are you sure we're recording? I am. It says recording in progress. All right. That's the best we're going to do. So without me stopping and listening to it, and then, you know, it's that thing. You can't check it until it's done. All right. Uh, Yes. So, oh, right. Because you asked how Brienne would feel. I don't remember why, but I read the date. It was something about you being saying something about Brienne. Yeah, I think it was the usual joke about, Oh, that she gets to listen to it however many months in the future, and you have to timestamp it to shame oh, me. which is Saturday, February 16th, 2013, at... Uh, Probably was about... 3.45 Eastern? Yeah, uh, that sounds about right. <laughs> All right. Now, of course, it's 4.36. Yeah. But um, I believe you have some sort of confession... I just I just oh. get the feeling that there's some sort of confession that you want to make to everyone. Why why would you get that feeling? Well, as you know, it's uh, it's Lent. I don't know if you were aware of this. Oh, I I am now. And um, I know that every year for Lent, um, there's there's something that you do for every year. I think is back as far as you can remember. And there was some sort of confession related to that. But you know, I can't. I'm not a hundred percent clairvoyant. Just about fifty percent. So you're gonna have to fill in the details for me. It turns out that you are you are incorrect. There is no confession. <laughs> well, I guess we're just gonna have to move on. That, that's embarrassing. No, no. All right. <laughs> so uh, every year for Lent, I give up sweet things. Okay. Yes. Yeah. For as far back as I can recall, as you may have said. Uh, so consequently, I have. Never had a shamrock shake. Which is amazing. I mean, I guess it does fall right on that time period. It does. But yes. I, what I've noticed with the shamrock shake is I think they keep extending the time over which you can get it. So while this, you may have been prohibited from doing this in years past, I think now if you actually actively went out to seek it, you could you could get one. I think they started maybe a couple of weeks ago. That's when I started to see the Facebook statuses. There's always a couple of people who are right on the ball and excited about their shamrock shake on the first day. See, I, I'm getting I'm getting a feeling that you're going to make some comment about how I don't know what I'm missing. You know, that's that's a very astute observation, Adam. That is exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, and that statement is going to be, um, yeah, well, it it doesn't really matter as much when you don't know what you're missing. 
What what am I missing? Well, it's kind of like a green minty shake. It's a little probably overly sweet. Minty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what did you? What sort of flavor did you think it was? I thought it was ground up leprechaun. <laughs> How would that not be sweet? I mean, what do you think leprechauns taste like? Tastes like chicken. <laughs> what do you think a chicken nugget is? Uh, I guess ground up leprechauns. Yeah, I, I've seen the pictures. That's not chicken. It's ground up leprechaun. <laughs> I thought Bones they were all. they Just were little grimaces. There. I thought that's what grimace was. This was a chicken nugget, a purple chicken nugget. See now you're going off script. Huh? <laughs> I am, but it made me think of that. Okay, we can we can we can revisit that in a moment. So what? No 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 no. Let's <laughs> let's carry on. Uh... This does not have to be verbatim the same podcast. Really? Because we've been doing a really good job so far. We are, yeah. Between the two of us, I'm not sure we've missed anything, but um, I think we need to Explore give the in. Yes, we need to give in to that little tangent. What is what is grimace? He's a chicken nugget. He's a purple chicken nugget. Well, that's what chicken nuggets look like before you fry them, is they're purple. Yeah, but but if chicken nuggets are ground up leprechaun, does that mean Grimace is a, is a leprechaun aggregate? <laughs> that's true. That's why he's special. He is probably about six or seven, components of six or seven different leprechauns all mushed into one amorphous blob. Six or seven? Yeah, I mean, it's... Either- Either how big do you think leprechauns are, or how small do you think the grimace is? Well, no, no, because they make leprechaun, they, they make chicken nuggets in big batches. So they pour them all into the same thing and then make a bunch of chicken nuggets, but you can't really separate. It's not like one leprechaun per chicken nugget. Right. There's not enough in a leprechaun to make a chicken nugget. You need like two or three per chicken nugget. Hmm. That's a good point. Right. So at this point, you're saying that grimace is the size of two chicken nuggets. Or, or, or you're confusing leprechauns with just Irish people. <laughs> Goodness, I hope they aren't grinding up Irish people. I didn't think they were, but I don't know what's going on in your head. <laughs> Soylent purple. Ooh. Or it is green. Shamrock shakes are people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I had actually said was that yeah, chicken nuggets are basically uh, leprechaun torsos. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think you had mentioned that the clothing was the breading. Oh, yeah, they, they don't even bother to take off any of the clothing or accessories. Hey, just deep fat fry it for about 30 seconds and it gets you that nice crispy brown, you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did we segue out of that? Oh, I asked if you had a similar confession. Oh, uh, well, I don't really have a confession, but um, as far as Lent goes, you know, I'm... You know, I'm not Catholic, so I don't traditionally um, observe Lent, except that Kara is Catholic. So, you know, she still will, you know, usually give up something for that time period. So right now, I think during the week, at least, uh, we're being vegetarian. And that kind of is difficult for me. So I'm, I'm kind of like, I kind of half do Lent and half don't do Lent. Is, is the half that you do Lent? Does that combine with the half of the day you see Kara? That is pretty much exactly it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> considering last year she was she tried to do raw vegan for a while, which is interesting. Like it's an interesting process and you have to really think through how you're going to eat during the day and you really have to prepare. 
And, you know, I don't think she made it the whole time, but I mean, it was very commendable even being able to do it one day. And I was like, no, I'm having none of that. I will eat the same meals as you at home. (laughs) But when I'm not at home, you know, just forget it. But now at least the vegetarian thing is, is very, you know, it's a lot easier to go with. But still during the day, it's kind of difficult. Why? It's just French fries and hummus. What more do you need? What? I mean, French I guess, fries and hummus. Yeah, I'm not sure they have those things in the cafeteria that I work at, but I mean, they are pretty delicious. Say they do have French fries. Oh, well, they do have French fries, I guess. But... See, so you can bring your own hummus. Yeah, I mean, that's a great idea, actually. I do like hummus. And this is, see, this is why I need you around during these periods, right? Because, you know, we can both brainstorm ideas. Yeah, because then you take the French fries and you dip it in the hummus. Really? When did you come up with that one? I mean, you're always coming up with interesting food combinations and ideas. Is that true? You are. Wasn't there some sort of donut sandwich you made up? All right. So there's like <laughs> there's like three things, right? And just because one of them happened to be a Krispy Kreme donut sandwich with a Krispy Kreme center, suddenly I'm the food guy. <laughs> or the uh, tortilla with chocolate pudding. I'm the... Oh, yeah. That is delicious. (laughs) Suddenly, I'm the Guy Fieri of our little group. So you came over to my old place in Madison with Paul, and you made waffles with syrup and peanuts? It was some sort of really interesting waffle concoction that you came up with. I have pictures. Uh, I know there were tagalons on it. (laughs) Now I want one. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, we ground up some tagalongs. Is that vegetarian? Sprinkled it on top. I think that's vegetarian. Why am I having so much trouble with this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But speaking of Paul Kondak, oh yeah, uh, when I went to visit him in in Ann Arbor once, when he was in Ann Arbor, he took us to a Middle Eastern hole in the wall place, uh, and they had burgers and it had hummus on top, and I was like, oh, this is really good. And I wonder what would happen if I put my French fry in it, and I had it, and it was really good. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good. I mean, yeah, I mean, you get you get the the greasy and saltiness of the French fry combined with the hummus. So I clearly need to have you as a, a vegetarian slash vegan eating consultant. <laughs> yeah, because what were you gonna eat? Uh, I think I've just been eating salad for lunch. Just not doing it for me. You don't win friends with salad. Yeah, I know. And then I think we just transitioned out of this somehow. Oh, no, because we started talking about the beans. Oh, wait, you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. Like how would one make a burrito, say, at a burrito bar? Right, you just you just put beans and beans and, and I guess, chocolate pudding now. <laughs> yeah, I'll just have some pinto beans and some black beans and... Some Mexican jumping beans. Oh, yeah, have you actually uh, ever seen those before? I have not. They're they're pretty neat, actually. It's kind of the kind of idea is well, the one we had at work at least was just a clear plastic box um, that had like maybe three beans in it. It was a really small box. You just kind of held it in your hand, and then every once in a while, like if you held it for like a minute, it would heat up enough that they'd start bouncing around. What I mean, what I heard was that there's some sort of larvae inside it, and that heat would cause them to bounce around. But I didn't quite get like how they could survive like how long they could actually survive because i thought that those beans had actually been sitting around there for like a year or something it didn't really make sense to me oh why don't i look it up clickety 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 
Well, I, I would prefer we didn't look it up. I think we should just kind of, in this podcast, you know, when we come up with something, just go with it. And that's the truth for the sake of this podcast. So then do you not want me to read the real answer? I cannot read it if you want. Uh, no, I changed my mind. I do want to know. I, I, are you I sure? Thirst, yeah. I thirst for the truth. Okay, because uh, th- this this doesn't have to be an edifying podcast. I, I prefer edifying. Mexican jumping beans have little moth larvas inside. When the bean is abruptly warmed by being held in the palm of the hand, for example, the larva twitches and spasms, pulling on the threads and causing the characteristic hop. Leaving the beans in a heated environment, such as direct sunlight, however, can easily kill them. Oh, I don't think you read that before, did you? About leaving them in sunlight? That's kind of neat. Uh, also, fun fact, they're not actually beans. Where are they? They are spurges. Hmm. So, Charlie. Yes. Have you seen any movies lately? No. No. Well, no, 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 no. Cut it. Hold no, on. I will say uh, there aren't any movies I can think of right now. Maybe no, no, I'll no, no, no. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, okay. that's true. Well, then, what's in the news today, Charlie? Oh, right. Well, if we can't think of organically of something to think about, maybe I'll just scroll through the news. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear about that meteor? Oh, yeah. The one that buzzed Russia? Yeah. Uh, well, apparently, it was kind of surprising. I don't think it's killed anybody. I think that there was over a thousand people injured right now. But the last I checked, everybody had uh, managed to get out without dying. Wow. Somehow. A lot of. A lot of property damage, though. Yeah, I mean, I heard at least about one factory that had the entire roof collapse in. Uh, I guess nobody was in it. But, I mean, you would think that with all the property damage that somebody would have just randomly died. I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing, you know. But if I find it bizarre, it, it smacks of conspiracy. Yeah, well, it's no Tunguska. Um, yeah. What's that? <laughs> Where the meteor crashed in Siberia in like 1911 or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That was the one where um, I guess it took out like tons and tons of trees, like tons of acres of trees, but didn't leave a crater at all. Yeah, they they think it uh, exploded before impact or something like that. Um, I'm going to stop right now and just I think we should both marvel at how good we are doing this. (laughs) (laughs) To be able to recall, because this is kind of a stream of consciousness thing, I think. When you think about something or it's presented in the same way, it kind of lends you to the same thought process about it and lends, you tend to say the same things. But still, like I think we've got pretty good memory. Good for us. Yes. So yeah, uh, yeah, it was no Tunguska. It was interesting that you brought that up earlier because there is a movie that I have seen recently and it was uh, Deep Impact. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, I have not. Uh, the most notable thing about that movie is that Morgan Freeman is the president and he gets to make a lot of fun presidential speeches about how life is going to go on and how, you know, you also just stop crying and get over it. And I, I have also seen a movie recently with Morgan Freeman as the president. Um, what one is that? Oh, that Invictus, where he's Nelson Mandela. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. But I wasn't thinking along the same lines as you. Yeah, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. So yeah, it was interesting. I had Morgan Freeman and Robert Duvall, I forgot to mention earlier. He's he's like an astronaut. And Taya Leone. Taya Leone? She's in a movie? 
She was in several movies in the 90s. Not sure what I've seen her in since, but yeah, she played this reporter who kind of accident somehow she accidentally breaks the story of the meteor coming towards Earth. By the way, for any like astro science people out there, I I'm sure you're all wringing your hands about my interchanging of the words meteor and asteroid and all that stuff. I, I guess I don't really appreciate the difference, despite being a physics major. Anyway, I will continue. That wasn't in the original podcast. No, I had to I had to make that point though. Like I realized that I'm probably not using the words correctly and they're just going to have to deal with it. But she she was a reporter and she accidentally broke the story of the meteor somehow. Somehow. Rather than go into one of the shelters that they had, she just decided to go to the beach and get hit by a tidal wave at the end. Wait, what? Why is she going to the beach? Because that's where her dad was. What? Hold on, you need to you need to start over. Go back. Okay, from the let me actually Slow explain down. what happens in the movie. I guess that's kind of disjointed. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, there's uh, uh, there's some sort of let me think of the word that I used. At the beginning of the movie, there's some guy in astronomer. I believe was astro- the word he used. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, there's some astronomer sitting in a uh, what's the word observatory. And he sees that this meteor is coming towards Earth. So he calculates the trajectory and, oh, no, it's going to hit Earth. So he quickly makes a floppy disk copy of um, his data and sends it to the president and then drives off in a hurry to try to go tell everybody and then drives off a cliff. So it makes the interesting situation where the president gets the information and knows, but nobody else in the world knows that this is going to happen except who the president tells. So I think like a year goes by and they still haven't told anybody. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. A year? Yeah. No, it's a like year a goes by before the meteor strikes. There's a year. Yes. So why did the guy drive off a cliff? <laughs> he was excited. Wouldn't you be excited and want to tell tell the world that they were all going to die? Yeah, but maybe not uh... Not so excited that I just drive off cliffs. <laughs> well, you know, different strokes. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, Tay Leone is this reporter who kind of, she had heard some code word and then grills the president about it. And then the president assumes that she knows what she's talking about. So then he starts to describe it. And she was like, oh, crap, I didn't actually know what you were talking about. And he's like, well, I guess you know now. So we're going to have a press conference oh. tomorrow anyway to tell the whole world that they're going to die. So then the meteor comes down and Elijah Woods, this character, and he's gets married to like a 16 year old sweetheart so she can come in one of the shelters with him because I guess all the smart people get to. Um, well, Elijah would actually discover the comet, too, before the other guy did, but he was just an amateur, so he didn't tell anybody. Um, so they decide that he can go in the shelter. So he marries this girl so she can go in too, but then her family can't go in, and then he decides that he doesn't want to go in. So they just all stay outside like dumb people. But oh, and then Taylor goes to the beach and gets hit by the wave and then dies. Oh, but then there was also the part where interesting original plot device for this movie. There's a group of astronauts who go up into space to the comet and drill into it. And put nuclear devices in and blow up. Is it a up. comet or an asteroid? Um, what's the one that hits Earth? So what's the difference between a comet <laughs> and an asteroid? I mean, this is going to be a big tangent probably, but... 
Comets are balls of dust and ice with trails. Oh, no, it's not one of those. It's a big, big piece of rock. Okay. So it's an asteroid. They drill into yeah. it, and they blow it up. And then they have moderate success. Some parts of it are still going to hit the Earth. But they're going to shoot missiles at right before it hits Earth. So there's kind of like this period of like three months or so where everybody's like, well, you know, we're going to get hit. And some people are going to die. It's just who's going to die and not die. So it's, it's like an interesting plot for a movie, but it just doesn't deliver on any level. This sounds familiar. Yes. <laughs> so I think this movie actually came out a full year before Armageddon. Oh, no, hold on. Clickety, clickety, click, click, clickety, type. Uh, apparently they came out in the same year. Oh, well, I guess you'd have to look at the production notes and stuff to see who started all of this stuff earlier. But yeah, I guess Deep Impact was two months, released two months earlier. Hmm. So, hold on. This explains why Taylor went to the beach. Well, her, fa- her father was at the beach. Was her father dead? No, no. Why would? No, she went to see her live father at the beach so they could both watch a tidal wave hit them. Why? Why did they have to watch a tidal wave hit them? Why did it have to be at the beach? Um, I don't know, cause they're dumb. They had a house there. It's it's not really clear why she couldn't have just. I mean, there were helicopters. Like she's a news. She became a major news reporter because of that story. And they had helicopters picking her up. And she's like, no, I think I'll just go die with my dad instead. And then millions of people die. Uh, I think Elijah Wood lives. Um, Taylor dies. Morgan Freeman lives. So is this the movie where Samuel L. Jackson gets eaten by the shark? No, I don't. I, I wish. I mean, it's possible that he did get eaten by a shark, just not on screen and wasn't on screen at all. So I can just imagine him maybe living on the East Coast somewhere. It gets hit by the tidal wave and a shark falls on top of him. Oh no, that's Deep Blue Sea where he gets eaten by the shark. Oh yeah. I would have rather watched that. I haven't even seen it. I know I would have rather watched that. I don't know. Samuel L. Jackson gets eaten by a shark. So that that's not cool? Like if I want to see somebody being eaten by a shark, I guess I would like to see Samuel L. Jackson, although I, it kind of strains believability that a shark would get the better of him. It's true. Hmm. Uh, what else is in the news? Oh, right. More new stuff. Well, um, have you heard anything about aliens, colonial marines? Aliens, colon, colonial marines. The, the only thing I know about it was the trailer that started playing when I was on the front of a YouTube video when I was trying to show my students a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. And I thought I'd hit mute, but I, I guess I hadn't. So they got to hear a YouTube video advertisement for aliens colonial marines which they seem to be more interested in than the actual video <laughs> well well they shouldn't be it was actually oh really why is that uh well more than just the reviews being awful for the game so far is very bad critical reception but there were multiple companies that were involved in the production of the game and none of them want to take credit for it oh really yeah right now they are basically arguing about how much each of them was responsible for the game and claiming that the other was more responsible. Like what, what companies? Were talking um, about? well, Gearbox was one of them. I think they're like the top build company in it. And Gearbox who made Borderlands. 
Yes, but they're trying to pawn, pawn off all the blame onto these other companies that uh, supposedly they had subletted the work to, or however you want to say it. So at this point, I proceeded to look up the article. I suppose I could do that again. And then Adam made noise because he knew that we were going to get that part of it. But now it has to be in its continuity. Um, oh, actually, I probably still have it up on my web browser. That's how I've been looking things up. Haha, <laughs> I did. There's a Kotaku article about it. It wasn't as in detail as I had hoped and that there should have been more studios, I think, involved. But uh, according to one person, from, this is quoting the Kotaku article, according to one person familiar with the project who spoke with Kotaku under the condition of anonymity, Gearbox outsourced the bulk of Colonial Marines, codenamed Pecan, uh, to a studio called Timegate, most recently responsible for the shooter's Section 8 in its sequel. Also quoting the Kotaku article, we've reached out to Gearbox but they would not comment on the record. However, in a recent interview with IGN, Gearbox head Randy Pitchford said that TimeGate handled development probably about 20 to 25% of the time. And if you take pre-production out of it, the reference probably equivalent to ours. Now, it's not fair to take pre-production out of it, but that says a lot about how much horsepower those guys were putting into it. So basically, they're quibbling about what percentage of time was actually spent by each company on the game because they don't want to take responsibility for how awful it was. Did Penny Arcade have anything to say about it? Yes, Penny, oh, yes, Penny Arcade did have a, a comic, which I didn't understand immediately because apparently it's each panel is a separate comic. I didn't immediately know that there were three unrelated messages about it. But uh, so, so what ha- what happens in in the comic? Um, or possibly in the post that accompanied the comic? What, oh, it well. What did the aliens do? Oh, right. You would be interested in knowing uh, what was wrong with the game. And <laughs> I guess one of the panels said that, uh, you know, aliens would just randomly run around the room and then collapse in a corner and just twitch. <laughs> <laughs> so there's buggy AI and character models and the uh, dialogue was apparently horrendous. That was the second panel was some space marine spouting spouting nonsense. So as far as aliens, colonial marines go, it's game over, man. Game over. That's a that's a don't buy. <laughs> that's a don't gift to other people either. Unless you don't like them. Yes, if you see it available for free download, don't waste your hard drive space. All right then. And then I think we decided. Oh, I'll look through some more news. Whoa! I'm getting a new text message. This isn't part of the script. Oh, oh hold on. I don't know if I know how to behave now. Uh, Brianne sent me another text, this one with a picture of where they're hiking. And she says, you can see the moon, too. Can you? Not on my screen. <laughs> Insist that she sends a picture. Tell us say you don't believe her. Sorry, I'm just trying to cause discord between you and your wife. That's crazy. You should send a picture. Now, now, you were supposed to be incredulous. Because I don't believe you. If <laughs> only uh, I was there to actually see the text to make sure that you said this. <laughs> In any case. Because Charlie says... <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> We're a little off script, but we may be... Are we at the end of the script? What else uh, was there? 
We talked about Roman sounding murder. Alleged oh yeah, murderers. that was another thing that happened in the news. What's his face, Pistorius? Oscar? Oscar. Oscar Pistorius, allegedly. No relation to Oscar Bluth, I believe. Killed killed his girlfriend. I I I don't know. The only things I know about her is that she's a was a model. No. Oh. Uh, and she's going to have a movie made about her or she's going to be in a movie or it, it was hard to tell based on the msn headline you can only glean so much information i i know she's blonde assuming that the picture was actually of her brianne says what <laughs> question mark exclamation mark <laughs> so what would you like me to say Say a picture's worth a thousand words. Or two thousand in your case. Charles That's really mean. <laughs> says a picture. Whoa, hold on. Another text from Brianne. I don't understand, she says. Charlie says a picture is worth a thousand. How do you spell? <laughs> words or two thousand in your case okay no before you send that i might start out like if you think that will like seriously offend her don't send that all right i think it's a funny thing to say which is why i said it but i don't mean to actually well she'll just know about it when she listens to this podcast okay that's fair (laughs) but yeah I, i mean did anybody get any indication that this pistorius guy was unstable i mean we kind of only heard his overcoming adversity story because he has no legs and he runs yeah I, I don't i don't actually know anything about him i mean for all i know this could be just another case of renayo Tuyasasopo. say that again renayo Tuyasasopo. oh i thought you were cutting out i just don't <laughs> know what that means the guy who allegedly uh hoaxed monte teo oh yeah I take it I take it you haven't been watching the Daily Show. John Stewart apparently just loves the name Tuyasasopo. <laughs> and he would ke- keep making puns like I bet you thought we were through Yasasopo. <laughs> like for a, for over a week he would do this. I couldn't remember who Pistorius was. I mean, I recognized his name, but I just kept thinking maybe he was some sort of Greek philosopher or something. Or perhaps Roman. Yes, that is incorrect. (laughs) And scene. (laughs) I think that's where we were, right? What else? Uh, I was going to make an announcement, but before that, we started talking about something else. But for the life of me, I cannot remember what that something else was. Oh, no, I do remember, because I'm holding it in my hand. <laughs> um, am I going to want to hear this? <laughs> no, continue. What is this thing? So I have a team trivia koozie in my hands. From Brienne. So you want me to send the pic to Charlie? Respond. Sure, why not? Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, yes, we got this. We won this koozie at the team trivia finals. Not, I should say, because we 
successfully answered more questions correctly than any other team, but rather because we were reasonably close in guessing how many Jolly Ranchers were in the water bottle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing to report from my side of trivia is that I guess we've been more successful recently. I think we've won. We made our third number or first place win, which oh, yeah? you know, I mean, compared to you guys, I think probably isn't isn't all that much. But we we're on a particularly difficult night, I think. Can I can I pause the replay? For yes, a you may. Ask a question. Is it is and, it and you worth... can pause the replay as long as you make uh, a squeaking record sound when we're done to go back to where we were before. Can you just add that into post production? Okay. <laughs> I will add that in during post production. <laughs> you know how much I like your sound effects rather than stock sound effects. Is it worth having rehaving the conversation about the best way to split up gift certificates? Probably not. I think that would hit the cutting room floor anyway. <laughs> All right, let's just not have that that conversation. So, gift certificates, splitting up bills, um, best way to do that. We figured it out. Sort of. Sort of. It'll remain unresolved. It's <laughs> one of those things. Oh yeah, the the team trivia finals. All right, so. <laughs> 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 okay. You can pick whichever one. Is yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the questions, sorry, at the team trivia finals uh, was the following, which I would like to ask you and see if you know what the answer is. Okay. All right. What day in August is National Waffle Day? National Waffle Day. This is a finals question? This is a finals question. Not the final question, but a question asked during finals. Now, people couldn't be expected to actually know this, so there must be some way to figure it out. That is incorrect logic. <laughs> uh, the 23rd. I believe it's the 24th, actually. No. No points for close, though. Tony Huff really enjoys this story, right? Because they announced that it was the 24th. Uh, and that you should know that because I guess IHOP has a deal that day. <laughs> okay. At which point I yelled out across the uh, room, F*** you. <laughs> but the host was too drunk to notice. <laughs> he'd been drinking like slamming whiskeys like the whole time. Ooh. There's a picture for Brienne. So Adam <laughs> wanted me to text you this photo of the hike I just went on where you can see the moon. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna listen to this and she's gonna be like so that's why you guys were being weird okay story checks out we can continue <laughs> oh well, good <laughs> now you can post the picture <laughs> i've got a lot of things to post for this one so where were we uh oh you you had so, some sort of announcement that you wanted to make oh yeah an announcement yeah not a confession so you started with the confession then you went to an announcement yes so, I have an announcement to make. Okay, let me let me hear. Okay. It. I am I am retiring from podcasts. What? From all podcasts? Uh, yes. <laughs> what am I gonna do? We've already established in episode ten that I cannot run a podcast by myself. Uh, hold on, I have an announcement to make. Okay. 
I am returning to the world of podcasts. Woo! All right. I, I am I am I am now the the Brett Favre of podcasts. <laughs> that that may have been like the worst minute of my life. Who <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to leave, but much like Brett Favre, I am happy to have you back. As long as you're on my team. Oh yeah 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 I will I will be on my podcast. Okay okay. But yes, I, I also have an announcement. Sure. And we're about to reach the point where we've caught up to the original podcast. <laughs> and at that point, what I want to do is just complete cutout, like mid-sentence. <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <You're a jerk. laughs> so, so do you like uh, adventure games? I do. You know I do. Do, do you like text adventure games um i am someone who does enjoy text adventure games yes what if instead of a text adventure it was like a a choose your own adventure game Um, i'm a fan of those as well do you do you like nick bronson um yes if if anybody would like nick bronson i would i would hope it would be me (laughs) there might be people that like it more than you Oh, that's you possible. Might, you, you, might, you might hate the creation that you've come... You may come to loathe. <laughs> ah, I walk down the street. Everybody just wants me to do the voice. It's easier for you than for me, though. <laughs> it hurts my vocal cords. That's true. Well, it hurts mine, too, but not. I'm sure yours is a little bit worse. Well, what would you... Would you like a Nick Bronson choose your own adventure video game? How can something like that possibly exist? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, we are announcing a brand new Nick Bronson video game. It will be called Revenge of the Terror Dactyls. We are? <laughs> That's great. I- I'm excited about it. I put your name as a, as a co-author. Oh, okay. Which means I will be pumping you for story details. So what, where, where are we in the process then? Are you like script writing basically at this point? Uh, at this point, I'm sort of working out how to code the game in the first place so how, how are you actually doing that so anyway so there's this video game engine called twine where you can like you can write your own video games which is actually it's pretty cool and pretty intuitive although the document online documentation for how to use this thing is actually very very poor hmm. so there's a lot of just sort of like looking things up whoa, and, whoa hold on a second and things don't work right like um, that are supposed to work right like don't work right what? What do so, you got? For some reason, like it says, it stopped recording. Hey, everybody! Thanks for listening. You can check out our website at GobeskiWallsReport.com. Or you can check us out on Twitter or Facebook. Follow us at GW Report, or simply like the Gobeski Wallace Report on Facebook. Thanks for all your support so far. Tell your friends. Tell your other friends. Have them tell their friends. I really want 100 people to follow us on Facebook, so get on it! You didn't say that. (laughs) Or was that the end of the podcast?
<laughs> yeah, that's the that's the Uh-oh. film reel. That's the film reel. All right. Okay. That was a good one. I, but we don't get to do a... Do you want to do the sign-off as a as a tag, maybe? Or do you not care? I, I, I don't think we need a sign-off. Okay. I think everybody knows who it is by now. <laughs>